Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth. Teenagers can communicate entirely in emojis. How was the birthday party? Pizza slice, kitten, soccer ball, pineapple? Truth. It's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at GEICO.com. What are you talking about? Paperclip, shoulder shrug, high five, wizard hat? What? Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome to the Rotoviz Radio Weekly Recap, where I, Kyle Dvorak, at FF Kyle Kid, take you on a tour through the last week in Rotoviz Radio podcasting. For those of you who don't know, Rotoviz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over 1,000 articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. Go to rotoviz.com to check out the site. Before we get into it, I want to remind you that even though the NFL season is underway, you can still get your Rotoviz NFL Pass for 30% off. This discount is for listeners of the podcast only, and it's available through the NFL Podcast homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content, tools, and best of all, it supports this podcast. Again, be sure to get your 30% discount for an NFL pass at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. This episode is being recorded just before the Thursday games kick off, but I can tell you that by the time you hear this, I will be thankful for the Zach Zenner breakout game that is about to happen. But for many of you listeners, you can be thankful for just having a team that's still in the playoff hunt, because I know for many of us, that dream has died. One of those people is Peter Overzet, who Colm Kelly had on the road of his highlight reel this week to talk about his Diary of a High-Stakes Sophomore series, where he talks about his FFPC main event team, and how now the dream is officially dead, his team is out of the playoffs, and the series is wrapping for the year. Here's Pete and Colm. Take it away. So is there anything else with the, uh, the high-stakes leagues that you find a little bit different, or do you just think it's uh, much of the same, just people a little bit more dialed in than uh, your average league? I guess maybe it isn't, because you mentioned the, the father-son team just uh, having it the way they want to have it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like I said, a lot of the diversity from approaches, 
it is, you know, the, the way I found that people are much sharper on the waiver wire, you know, there are kickers and defenses in FFPC, which a lot of the leagues I'm in now have just kind of abandoned those. But so I've kind of, you know, lost the touch for how to do those. And there's definitely people in those leagues who have mastered kind of the art of, you know, kicker matchups. A lot of guys uh, are, do a really good job playing a week ahead for defenses. I think one mistake we made this year because we were trying to hit on so many running back lottery tickets is we used up all our bench spots on, you know, handcuff RBs when maybe we should have been using those on two defenses. So you only have to spend a dollar on a defense in advance if you're looking a week ahead where we were always kind of having to spend 30, 35 bucks to get the better defensive matchup. So there's lots of little kind of things with the unique league settings that I think kind of determine your your approach. And then also just the way the league's set up, you know, Pat and I have always said, you know, we want to win the whole thing, the 250,000, which requires you to have a really high upside team for weeks 14 through 16. And we've kind of sacrificed some of the safety net and floor with some of our picks. You know, we took a Jordan Reed knowing, yeah, he could do what he did this year, which is not play a lot. But we all I always have in the back of my head, I think it was 2015, where him and, and Kirk Cousins won leagues in the playoffs. They had that stream from week 14 to 16 where they just went berserk. So I think the FFPC is cool and that kind of allows for a lot of strategy of do you want to just sneak your way into the playoffs or do you want to try to build a really volatile team that could fall flat on its face? Yeah, and I think as well it proves that in any league in general, you don't want to be the team that's five and five. You want to be the team that's either going nowhere. You want to be the team that's absolutely smashing it week in, week out. You want to, you don't want to just be there. Oh, my team had a, a nice floor, and I really, I won five games. But you want to be a team that's smashing it every week that can actually go and win the championship at the end of it all. And the one thing I do know, I looked into it deeper, and that father and son team who've made the playoffs in the two years, I do know that they are Rotovis subscribers. And of course, you can also be a subscriber to Rotovis. Just to be honest, I have no idea if they're Rotovis subscribers. I, I don't you, think. They are. I really don't. Our next clip comes to you from the Dynasty Tradecast, where they're talking about whether the first four or five weeks that we saw from Kareem Hunt are expected to return, or if we should see more of these 80-yard no-touchdown games where he doesn't get used in a Le'Veon Bell or even Ezekiel Elliott manner. With them this week is guest Curtis Patrick from Dynasty League Football. Here they are. Kansas City's bipolar, I think. The the way the way they started this football season compared to where they're at now is I I, I honestly don't know. I mean, we've seen this from Andy Reid of late. Uh it just it seems like he just forgets how to coach or forgets what the hell he's doing out there. And it's it's honestly amazing to me how you can you can watch this team for the first what five or six weeks and they were just unbelievable. That offense was high flying. And, and they could, you know, force teams to pass on them. And now it's just like they don't remember what that what that was. They they forgot to run those plays. They threw that playbook away. And and it's affecting, you know, kind of everybody. We're still seeing Travis Kelsey, you know, get the, the catches in the yards. Um, and, and Tyreek Hill's been pretty good. But Kareem Hunt's just like slowly gone down Hitler and just kind of plateaued. And, and again, it just goes to show you not to overreact to something that's happening. I definitely did because I, I wasn't a super big Kareem Hunt guy to start the season and watching him those first few weeks, just, it made me think of Jamal Charles, Jamal Charles, Jamal Charles. And I just, I wanted to get in there. And fortunately I didn't buy any shares because I sent out some pretty expensive offers to get him, but obviously not expensive enough. 
So I still think, you know, he's, he's going to be an RB1. We just need some consistency in Kansas City, and I think that's what I'm most worried about. I mean, he's, he's ranked as uh, PFF's number two most elusive runner this year. He's eighth in yards per pass route run. He's only dropped one of his 36 catchable targets. He has the, uh, the most 15-yard runs out of anyone in the NFL with 12, and that is a list that you want to be on. I mean, the guys behind him are Shady, Ingram, Jordan Howard, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley. Um, you know, by, by any objective measure, he's been very effective um, all season. You know, it's just he's his his opportunity isn't where some of the other guys are. You know, for somebody that Crazy. started the season um, so hot, you know, he's he's only being given the 11th most valuable opportunities. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Scott Barrett's actual opportunity work, but, um, you know, he's got the 11th most valuable opportunity rate of any of the running backs in the NFL, which is pretty ridiculous considering that he was so key to how they started uh, so hot in those first four weeks of the season. You know, I mean, he's RB1 through four weeks, and he's he's been the RB14 since week five. So, you know. What do you have, like, four carries at half this week? Something like that? It's, something it's, gross? it's really frustrating. And, you know, the big the big issue for him is that when he, you know, what do you have, 80-some yards this week? If he had just uh, had one plunge, we wouldn't be talking about it. Um, but, you know, the, the touchdown is the big difference, and he just hasn't been able to find the end zone. Um, that's been the difference you know, the last couple weeks, I feel like, is that's that's the reason we're having this conversation. And uh, I think a buy low window is starting to present itself here is because he just can't he's not getting the, the opportunity to score a touchdown. Yeah, I think it's been six weeks, um, maybe. Yeah, I think it's been six games since he scored a touchdown. So, um, you know, I, I think it's it's a little bit of variance. It's a little bit of the Chiefs um, maybe trying to say maybe maybe they self-identified during the bye week or something. Um, over the course of the season that, hey, we're not really the team that we were during the first four weeks and we got some lucky breaks. So we need to learn other ways that we can play. We don't know what we're going to see in the playoffs. I mean, Andy Reid has, you know, he's he's a playoff veteran as a coach and you want to see the different types of things that your team, team can do. Unfortunately for us, it's been at the, ex, you know, the expense of Kareem Hunt. But you know, I still think he's, you know, he's a, a top five dynasty back right now. I mean, I, I would pay that price for him still. I think in terms of, um, you know, where would I rank him maybe against the incoming class? I mean, I think he's right there, like at, at 102, uh, 102, 103. So, I mean, I'm a believer just because he's been so effective, even though the fantasy production hasn't maybe followed suit, um, you know, of, of all these different efficiency metrics. So I, I'm definitely going to be patient with him. Totally with them on this one. Kareem Hunt in his first seven games had either 100 yards or a touchdown in every game. In the past three games, he hasn't crested 80 yards. I think the opportunity is there for him to get back to at least 100 yards or a touchdown in most of his upcoming games. I think if anyone wants to sell low on him in redraft, dynasty, or even if they want to let him slip to you in your draft lineups, you should be taking him. Fantasy football fans, listen up. If you love fantasy football, then you need to try my new favorite app, Draft. Here's how it works. You do a draft that lasts for just one week, and there's no management. You just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Drafting takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part, play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. No salary caps, play in a real-life snake draft, just like you play with your friends in a season-long league. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime, just search Draft in your app store, and join a game in minutes. Or play right from your computer on PlayDraft.com. Whatever you want. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code RVRADIO. 
That's right, play a real money game for free, just for using my promo code RVRADIO on your first deposit on Draft. Just search Draft in the App Store or go to PlayDraft.com and come play for free with my promo code RVRADIO. That brings us to our clip from the Rotoviz Mailbag, where Jeremy Hart has guest Colm Kelly on this week. And to take you behind the curtain real quick, Jeremy will sometimes just email me saying, here's a good clip from this episode. I think, you know, at this time timestamp, this is great. This week he sends me, Colm Wax is smooth poetic on what to expect from Cooper Cup and T.Y. Hilton. And I couldn't agree more. Any week I can get Colm two clips on the Rotoviz Radio Weekly Recap. I'm going to do it. Here it is. All right, next up we've got Redraft. Can I expect Robert Wood's workload from Cooper Cup for a few weeks here? And can I start him over T.Y. Hilton this week? I think, uh, you know, I, I've been on Robert Woods over the last kind of five or six weeks. Uh, you know, it took a lot of people a lot of time to catch up to what he was producing mm-hmm. over that time. He, he's had a, a really nice run here, but obviously has the, the injury. He's going to miss a couple of weeks. And uh, Cooper Cup has uh, shown, you know, the start of the season, he looked quite good. And he's had, he's got the targets. He had the fumble last week, obviously, uh, and the, that kind of slowed him down. But I think if we're looking at the situation, if you're looking at T.Y. Hilton or Cooper Cup for this week, I think we're, we're definitely going, in my opinion, on the team. Ey Hilton uh, boat on this one. I think he has a perfect matchup this week against uh, the Titans. The Titans have really struggled against the pass all season long. Uh, Jacoby Brissett has shown that he is serviceable uh, at the moment, and with him, you're only really looking at Jack Doyle and Ty Hilton. But Hilton is going to be a target monster this week. I expect a, a big, big week. I think he's going to certainly finish as an RB one, and there's a possible or a, a WR one. Sorry, and there's a possibility that he could finish uh, as the the number one overall this week i just think that that matchup is just so so good cooper cup i think you're looking for you know in ppr leagues you're going to get those receptions but i think helton is obviously going to get those as well so overall i think uh, the, the upside of helton is just uh, makes this one a simple for me uh, ty all the way yeah, I have to agree with you there 100% as well. It definitely is promising for Cooper Cup. I mean, he has had the red zone look. They just haven't yeah. necessarily converted there. So I think, you know, I, I don't think he's going to be full force Robert Woods here. I think it's just going to kind of shave across the board for that offense in general there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm with you there. I was also on Robert Woods here for the last month or so, and I guess we're just yeah, not nice. allowed to have nice things. That's <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly, 100%. If we if we have anything nice, we had a, a little bit of Chris Thompson going on there too, unfortunately. No more Chris Thompson for us uh, people who like nice things. Oh, gosh. You know, yeah, oh, gosh. I, I forgot about Thompson too. I mean... I talked about this with Scott on the podcast this past week too. Just he, I talked about asked him. It was we were talking about what we were thankful for and what we weren't thankful for in the season so far. He mentioned uh, the uh, Odell Beckham injury, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Odell Beckham got injured." You nearly forget it's like five weeks ago. There's so many injuries since it just all just slips through your mind. Yeah, this whole year has just been an absolute freaking train wreck here. Well, hopefully this weekend slate won't be, because the next question is for DFS. Am I biting the bullet with either uh, Tom Brady or Russell Wilson this week on DraftKings, taking some savings with Marcus Mariota, or hoping Cutler doesn't play so I can actually use Matt Moore? I know it sounds awful, but 13 points, 14 points from Mitch Trubisky doesn't entirely suck at only 4.4K versus Philadelphia when they're playing catch-up, does it? I know I need to save this week with the high-priced running backs I want to roster on the slate. So a lot going on here on this question Colm uh if you had a chance to take a look at overall construction here on DK yeah I've uh, been looking into it you know over the last couple of days I was looking up last weekend 
and uh, for I entered into one of the, the Thursday to Monday night uh, competitions to get into the you know they're having the big 75th uh, Millie Maker this week so I, I was lucky enough won a, a ticket to get into that so heading over on there and I've already been kind of looking through the roster construction and you mentioned Brady or, or Wilson and uh, it's interesting actually the, the podcast this week the Fantasy Beat podcast I'll be previewing that 49ers game against the Seahawks and with that I think this is a lot tougher matchup for Seattle than people are expecting that offensive line is absolute trash maybe the worst offensive line in the league and we talked about if this team didn't have Russell Wilson they probably would be down there with the Cleveland Browns and the 49ers that is how bad this uh, team kind of is in general Russell Wilson's just pretty much a miracle worker at this point in time you're getting those rushing yards at 98 uh, rushing yards I think it was in a touchdown last week and he's putting it up through the air as well but you know, I think uh, Brady's going to be in a lot of teams this week. Wilson just looks like that easy play. You know, they're playing the 49ers. The 49ers have won one game. Let's go and get that. In reference to the T.Y. Hilton or Cooper Cup question, I was originally totally on board with Colm saying that T.Y. Hilton's the obvious choice here. But then I went to our Gillespie Projections app, and I don't know if my mind's entirely changed, but it definitely opened my mind up to the possibility of taking Cooper Cup here, especially considering if you're looking in DFS, ownership percentages or whether you're playing in cash or GPPs. Using just their past 10 games as a sample, T.Y. Hilton has the higher floor by about half a point, but when you look at their ceilings, the Gillespie Projections app gives Cooper Cup almost a four-point greater ceiling than T.Y. Hilton. So I think the answer to this question, one, relies on what you're looking for, depends on who you think will be owned more, and also the floor and ceiling you're looking at, but in the end, it ends up being a lot closer than one might think at face value. The next clip comes to you courtesy of the Road of His Report, where Anthony Miko and Blair Andrews have guest Hassan Rahim on this week. I chose a clip where they're talking about Devontae Adams as the new wide receiver one in the Green Bay Packers, even though right now he's only getting his Brett Hundley passes, which are not nearly as valuable as Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers will return, and when he returns, if Devontae Adams is his wide receiver one, the value that implies is maybe a lot more than people are giving him credit for right now. Without further ado, here it is. Uh, Devontae Adams caught 8 of 10 targets for 126 yards in Week 11 against Baltimore. Uh, this one's going to go as a no-shit ever since Hundley took over. And even kind of before before Hundley, I believe uh, that Adams had stealthily become the WR1 in this offense. Uh, a lot of opposing teams were using their top cornerbacks to shadow him. Uh, you know, And uh, Hundley seems to show a fairly similar affinity for, for Adams as Savage does for Hopkins. You know, and again, I don't know how many wide receivers outside of Adams uh, Hundley can support. So you're, you know, you're going to look at Adams just seeing ridiculous, um, ridiculous number of targets, and uh, he apparently seems to be having a fairly efficient season this year compared to last year and the year before that. So there's no reason why he doesn't return uh, high-end WR2 value uh, for the rest of the season, and he did it against Baltimore. I, who have a fairly difficult secondary. So that's even more impressive, in my opinion. Ricky Seals-Jones came out of nowhere to catch three of five targets for 54 yards and two touchdowns in the Cardinals' Week 11 loss to the Texans. Uh, this one's going to go in, in, in shit no. I mean, do you really want the third-string tight end from Arizona on your team? Like, I, ca- I can't even stomach the idea of having Jermaine Gresham starting in my lineup. I don't know how I how comfortable I'd feel trying to put Ricky Seals Jones in there. Mike Evans caught five of 10 targets for 92 yards in Sunday's week 11 win over the Dolphins. Uh, This is going to be a shit. No, I mean, Mike Evans is having comparative to where he was supposed to be a kind of a bit of a down year for the, for the bucks all around. 
maybe maybe with Fitzpatrick or Winston going forward, as long as they continue lasting on to Evans, he just sees that ridiculous volume. I'm actually kind of disappointed that his quarterbacks have uh, let him down. I was fairly high on him coming into the season, and uh, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense and their play calling has just been uh, a disaster, and it's really depressed his, his fantasy value. I still think he's a top three dynasty wide receiver, and I still think you should be selecting him in the first round of drafts, drafts next year, but it really has been a little bit trying because uh, I was hoping to, you know, get the tradition, you know, like you're looking at those kind of boom weeks and I don't know if, uh, or I don't recall off the top of my head if Mike Evans has had that yet or had one of those in a, in a while. Travis Kelsey caught eight of 14 targets for 109 yards in the Chiefs week 11 loss to the Giants. Yeah, this is going to go in the no shit column. Um, I mean, we all know the New York Giants are pretty poor against tight ends. Uh, we kind of were hoping that Kelsey would maybe catch a touchdown. Uh, this is kind of on the, I believe, the low end of expectations uh, uh, for, for Kelsey for this game. Uh, I think he also had an int that he threw, which is uh, a bit of a bummer. But again, I mean, the way the way this uh, team has used Kelsey has been nothing short of fantastic. And I, he really has put together a string of incredible performances, 100-plus yard games, or and a bunch of TDs uh, recently. He's performing like a top three tight end, and, uh, you know, he really is in that top uh, that top three mix going forward. I think he could probably end as a TE3. I don't know if he's got what it takes to catch or something I think it really can't be stressed enough how important it is that when Aaron Rodgers comes back, he could have a new wide receiver one. In the five full games that Aaron Rodgers played, Devontae Adams led the team in air yards two of those five games, and since then, it's been all Devontae Adams. Brett Hundley's first start, Randall Cobb, surprisingly enough, was the team's leading receiver in air yards, but in every game since then, Devontae Adams has led the team in air yards and Whopper, or weighted opportunity rating, and that doesn't appear to be changing anytime soon. So with Devontae Adams as probably the new wide receiver one, in Green Bay, you should at least be looking to get him in every dynasty league, but with his recent performances in redraft, I think he's certainly a good buy in redraft too. The next and final clip comes to you from the High Stakes Lowdown, where Eric Balkman interviews a new High Stakes fantasy football playing guest every week. This week, it's guest Chris Puhovich talking about his NFL playoff fantasy teams and the strategy used to have success last year and how he plans to implement them going forward. Have a listen. Uh, you, uh, playoff challenge last year which is something that that we at the ffpc offer uh every single year you were fantastic at it to to put it lightly you you enter 10 teams uh at at 200 each and out of those 10 six of them you end up cashing including third place overall fifth place overall beating out hundreds of other teams uh so out of that um 2000 that you paid to enter with those 10 teams you get a, over thirty grand back. That's that's a nice little return. I'm curious uh, how you're so successful in assembling those lineups that that paid out so well. Yeah, so I think uh, my approach was to take a look at who was playing in the playoffs and pick who was going to win in each round. And from that, right, uh, you know, I had Green Bay going to the Super Bowl, right. So I said, okay, if I think they're going to be in this many games, I'm going to take who from Green Bay. Who do I want, right? So I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, because you want the guys that are going to put up the most points across as many games as they're going to be in there, right? So, uh, a team that I think is going to be a one and done, I'm going to pick, you know, their defense, right? Because low, low point, point average. Um, and so just the teams I thought were going to go far, uh, ended up going far and I picked the right guys from the right team. So, uh, it was, it was good too because I, I mixed it up a little bit, right? So I thought, um, I wasn't sure Devonta Freeman versus Julio Jones. 
so on i think half the teams i picked one half the teams i picked the other so uh at the end when i had a lot of teams that were still up there in the rankings uh you know at the super bowl i could kind of root for each guy right <laughs> right that's awesome I, 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 that and that and it could have even been better had the packers beat the uh the falcons in that nfc championship game and you would have had a lot of rogers out there and not and you know I think there's a decent amount of people that that thought the Packers could could get to the Super Bowl, but certainly uh, it had to be a minority with with all those other great teams in the NFC. I don't think there was a lot of people that even thought they were going to get past Dallas uh, in the second round. So that certainly paid off. Congrats to you on that. I want to talk a little bit now uh, about um, some stuff that's going on uh, for 2017. Matt Matt Moore came in last week after Jay Cutler uh, was concussed. And uh, did really, really good, actually. You know, threw for 280-plus yards. Uh, and the biggest beneficiary of that was Kenny Stills. So if Cutler – now, this is a big if. I don't know if he's going to, um, you know, pass uh, protocol. But if he doesn't, and if Matt Moore is indeed the starter uh, again this week, can Kenny Stills actually be a sneaky second flex start for teams in the FFPC and, and football guys' playoffs this week? Yeah, I think uh, there's two reasons I would think about starting him. One is you have nobody better. And the second one is if you take a look at your team against uh, your opponent's team and, and you think that they have an advantage and, and you say the probability is significantly greater than 50-50 that you're going to lose and you need to take a guy who's kind of a boom or bust, uh, then you want to think about taking somebody like a Kenny Stills, right? Otherwise, if you had, let's say, Devontae Parker as another option, the guy, since he's been back from injury, has averaged something like five or six catches for, you know, 60 or 70 yards, no TDs. He hasn't had a TD since like week two or three, um, but he's a lot more reliable, right? So you really need to take a look at the composition of your team, what you expect uh, to land in terms of points versus your opponent. And then do you need a guy that could potentially put you over the edge, right? Because if you think you're going to lose anyway, then what does it hurt to put Kenny Stills in there where he could put up a 20, 25 point game? this week but before we go i have to get into the road of his book club segment where i give thanks for some of my favorite articles i've read this week first off gianna passanelli's one and two qb streaming options article i particularly like it because two qb streaming options can get pretty ugly if you're not playing fantasy football to get your hands dirty what are you playing for and the second article i want to talk about is peter Overzet's diary of a high stakes sophomore the series wrapped up this week as they were finally eliminated from the playoffs. And I believe Colm says it at some point on his interview with Pete. But if you want to read how to do fantasy football and comedy, check out the Diary of High Stakes Sophomore. That's going to do it for this week's Road of His Radio Weekly Recap. You can find me on Twitter at FFKyleKid. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Road of His Radio Weekly Recap. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can always get a hold of us at roadofhisradio.gmail.com and catch us on Twitter at Road of His Radio. And you can always support the show by going to roadofhis.com forward slash podcast and subscribing with a 30% discount. Something extraordinary has happened to Judy Sizemore's closet, making it feel more 
like a closet. closet. An area that once caused claustrophobia now has enough space, space, space to hold all of Judy's striped boat neck sweaters. And Judy Sizemore has a lot of striped right, right. boat neck sweaters. sweaters. The Container Store Custom Closet Sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha. The Container Store, where space comes from. They call you the Grill Master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV. The perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event. Now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz. The best or nothing. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.